Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We're still here. We're still rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Red lips, orange for summer. No denim jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl and the Old World Design Society and my fabulous girlfriend co-host is Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and ShayElliott.com. Just two friends, 2,000 miles away, uh, mopping floors and taking names. I don't know if I'm taking names today. <laughs> My name is White Flag. <laughs> I I should have waved the white flag today. Yeah. I should have waved it. Yeah. Um, you get to watch a movie and you get to watch a movie oh and you get to watch a movie. Tell you what, ladies, uh, you know, so much of what we do here on the podcast is try to keep you out of the trenches. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes we have to dig ourselves out of the trenches. No, I'm like in one and like the sandbags are falling in on me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like got one arm free for my white flag. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's me today. (laughs) Oh, and you know, it really kind of starts this cycle of like self-loathing when... uh, (sighs) When okay, for example, let's say you're you're you've just cleaned the toilet, somebody poops in it. Inevitable <laughs> when you have one bathroom. Welcome like to me, the show. And you're just like, really? Could could I just have had a clean toilet for five minutes before we mm-hmm. streaked it up here? And then you're like, <laughs> this Shay. my capacity as a person? Oh. You know, I and bet, then it, that the and dirty then, toilet pushes you over the edge. Yeah, and you're just normal like, bodily really? functions. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh man, yeah. Um, I am, I am just struggling because I was out of town for like five days, and uh, <laughs> just to come back to yeah. laundry and and yeah, I'm yeah. sort of just. I actually really am feeling like, who is this person that does all these things? Do I really do all these things? Because I am not feeling capable of. <laughs> The things for like the last 48 hours. Uh, you know how I like laundry piles are unacceptable to me. Well, see, there's one oh, over look there, at that. And there's one over there. Like I, mm-hmm. but I had to go to my garden because the job was please just keep the garden alive because we've had no rain for so long. And so no weeding, no like tending to the garden, just keep it alive. And so I can't take care of the house. The house was clean, but there's just laundry. They did a really good job. Um, mm-hmm. But I just had to go right outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about the hats that the homemaker wears. Mm-hmm. The average homemaker. 
I would say, honestly, the average homemaker works in some capacity outside the home these days. Mm-hmm. You know, she runs an Etsy store. She does the farmer's market or, you know, she she's cutting hair on the weekends or like. If on, not, a, even, if, you know, if, if not a full time job. Yeah. If not right. a full time job. Plus, again, speaking in broad strokes here, the average <laughs> homemaker is tending to the home, cooking cleaning the home, tending to Mm -hmm. laundry, oftentimes tending to the lawn or the garden, you know, some form of landscaping that has to be maintained. Mm -hmm. Then they're often raising children, which involves, you know, the raising part of children and taking them to and fro and worrying about their – Well, you know, like all the – like worrying about their soul and like what kind of person they'll become and being invested in – you know, conversations and lessons and, mm-hmm. I mean, goodness gracious. And then somebody's managing the books, somebody's setting the financial goals, somebody's making sure that there's eggs for breakfast and bread's right. made. And <laughs> My husband was just, like, trying to talk to me about, like, the life insurance policies a while ago. I'm, like, <sighs> putting bread in the oven. I'm chopping potatoes for dinner. I'm, like, I'm going crazy. Like, are, am I – I'm sorry. Am I supposed to be able to process? Mm-hmm. I always go, are you asking me to make a decision? Like, mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. a decision-making moment? Because I, I need to know. I need to. Mm-hmm. Could we talk about this later? Do you feel right. like as you've gotten older, you have a decreased capacity for multitasking? Um, it might. Maybe it's capacity. I feel it's definitely desire. <laughs> yes. Okay. And maybe that's for lack of capacity. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't – I feel like a little bit more chill in that I'm just not going to do that to myself. I will certain mm-hmm. days, certain times, but like I am uh, – like I, I proved I can do it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> the end. Done. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. I was just eating tacos for lunch and leftover tacos. And not a raw potato. No. And Georgia said, can I have like this, this piece of candy? You know, I'd had such and such for lunch. Can I have this piece of candy? And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know when we're done. Everyone, that's Stuart. Is he waving? <laughs> He's like, are you recording? Am I supposed to wave? Hi, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she's like, can I have this piece of candy? And I, mm-hmm. I like, my mind would, it just like wouldn't make a decision. It couldn't connect like. Okay, what is she eating, and is this the right time? And yeah, I was just like, "Can we talk about this later?" Like, oh my, my gosh, my mind shut down. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel so much better because that's been happening lately. Where they'll ask me just the most benign, <laughs> basic question, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> "I can't. I don't. I know. I can't get. I can't do it. It's so." weird and it's not just the kids like adults ask me the same thing you know and right. i'm just like i got i don't know <laughs> i was texting with someone today and i i need to do something and i had said i could i would have time to do it today and i i had to text i was like you know by the end of next week <laughs> like, <laughs> that is the, i need that much of a window so i can vaguely under promise and over deliver i can be somewhere in the ballpark of under promising and over because the minute i say i can do it you know i know by tomorrow at seven like 
that it's not going to happen. I'm going to get is it. The toilet's going to overflow. <laughs> Somebody's going to ask me if they can have a cookie and I'm going to have a meltdown. Like <sighs> It's kind of how I'm feeling. <laughs> it's kind of true. Um yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is, but here we are and I'm trying to So we're redoing our logo for the Elliot Homestead. Well, in theory, uh, and the guy who created the logo, we've worked with him for a long time. I love him artistically, but he can't do the logo till I winter. I love him artistically. And I need it now. Yeah. <laughs> I need it like, because we're doing this big blog renovation and redesign. I'm like, I need it like the end of summer, not in winter. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't fit his schedule. So then I had somebody else come up and they're like, okay, well, I can do it, you know, in this time frame. but like, do you want it like this? Or do you want it like this? And I've like, for the last two weeks, I've just, my brain off how to solve logo problem i do not know can't yeah. make decision at all at I'm all like if i knew i'd have done it myself <laughs> could you just wow me <laughs> they're like well what direction are we going and do you have any vision i'm like that's I got, like last I got week when nothing. you texted me like fonts which font do you like i was like i don't know i can't am i supposed to decide this for you <laughs> I do. You know what I told Stu, and this sounds wrong, but I was like, I want to just be Don draper I just <laughs> I want to walk Seriously, into his office. Somebody and I like want- just chain smoking, like, I got this. <laughs> right. Let me tell you what your new logo is going to be. Right. You know, let me tell you what, what we're going to do for you. Seriously. Don't make me make decisions. Come on, guys. I'm busy making recipes. I don't want to have to think about fonts. Georgia wants a cookie. <laughs> and I got to make decisions about right. this. No, this is how bad it is. So okay. uh, if you're new to the podcast, Angela and I are both longtime bloggers. And I still blog. Uh, blogging still a thing. If you're wondering, it's still a thing. Still a so thing. So my blog is run through WordPress, which is a very standard sort of framework for blogs. And you log in and you write your blog post and you put your pictures in and you set your links. And it's this whole... Shira thing. Um, and I just emailed my tech team. I'm like, hey guys, is there a way to go back to like WordPress before it like evolved into this mega complicated every plugin in the planet? Think mm-hmm. about it with like there's like a thousand apps attached to it. I'm like, right. Could you just give me like a word processor? Could I just like center pictures, you know, or maybe like make the font bigger? <laughs> like those are my only options. <laughs> I know some of this. I'm like, am I supposed to know what that little symbol means? There's like 18, you know, announcements at the top. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but genuinely, I'm like, I am overstimulated. And and when you're going to a place to create, I cannot have things barking at me like that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I just, I just need a word processor, please. And they can. If anyone out the house out there has a blog. They can disable Gutenberg, which is what it's called, and it's terrible. And I'm really excited about it. Apparently, that's how old I am. Okay, <laughs> like the yeah, grandpa. I always the- say to I always say to Joel, I'm like, I feel like I'm being attacked. <laughs> like with I'm being attacked. I was attacked all week last week because I was. Yep. Uh, like I told you, we have the gas stations that yell at you while you're pumping gas here. Those videos, mm-hmm. and so that's nonsense. I did a lot of traveling, and so there was a lot of yelling at Angela. From yeah. the gas pump. The word of the day. I just was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I did, can't I opt out of this? And that's the voice that I hear at all those announcements. 
like one when voice. I get an email and they're like 30% off and you're like, it's the movie phone voice. Yeah. <laughs> Your Yoast subscription has expired. Okay. Chill out. I'm just trying to talk about food. Back off. <laughs> Oh I am this close gosh. to getting noise canceling headphones to wear out into the world. I swear. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all good. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine, fine here. It's Monday. Um, this is season 12 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. And this is the season where we are answering your questions. We're calling mm-hmm. questioning your summer. Questioning your summer. We're encouraging you to send us your questions. Over on Instagram, we're over there on Homemaker Chic Podcast, and you can just DM us your questions, and we're going to take those questions and we're going to answer them directly. There's no question too big or too small. Um, I was just, I'm staring at this magazine and it says controversy, and I'm thinking, but we're also not going to answer super controversial (laughs) questions, so don't ask us those because we're not going to answer them. This is not the podcast for that. Okay. So not so she takes back the too big or too small. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a tumultuous time, obviously. Oh my gosh. It's been Can a tumultuous a- two and a half years, let's be honest. What how is a person supposed to be? Uh, well, we're gonna just talk about other stuff. Okay. Um, I'm a firm believer that really important things should be talked about with people that you are in relate real relationship with. Yeah, not you know? Yeah. The face to face breaking bread in in community. Yes. Have I have those conversations. Agree. Or I with agree. your pastor or somebody. Or somebody. <sighs> okay. Um Okay. Um so I think well, we'll cue some music. Okay. Some music. Let's do that before we dive into these questions here. Okay. So we want you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club. Oh, yeah. Ooh, do I have mine? And with that link, you are going to get two free Dry Farm Wines branded wine tumblers with your first order of these natural, beautiful wines. We've been talking about Dry Farms since I think season two, maybe even season one of the podcast. Think, yeah, maybe partway into season one. A long time. A long time. But since this season is really about you and about your questions, your thoughts, things that you guys are wrestling with and wondering about, we thought what a perfect time to introduce some of your testimonies because so many of you are enjoying Dry Farm Wines because they're frankly fabulous. Um, So we are going to insert one of those right now. So first of all, I'm not even a Homemaker Chic podcast listener. Um, My wife listens to you, and I think I follow your account because she told me to for some contest or something. But anyways, she wanted to subscribe to Dry Farm Wines, and I said, sure, let's do it. And I'm not even a wine guy. I'm a beer slash bourbon guy. And I am very impressed with the selection they send, the variety. It's really good. Um, We'll be making pasta, and I'm like, hey, let's break out some wine. So I guess thank you both for promoting them and for getting my wife hooked on them. Thanks. Okay, so you heard it straight from the homemaker's mouth. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club. Try some beautiful biodynamic, organic, no garbage wines, two free tumblers. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, well, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. (laughs) 
Okay, that's a great. That's Sorry, a great segue. Not, this is the Holy Spirit's like, nah, maybe not. Oh, it was like that. <laughs> okay, no Holy Spirit activating there. <laughs> Could I be more sick of anything? Like, that's the kind of stuff I just burn out on, like the trendy, like when the, you're like scrolling through Instagram and it's the same song on everybody's feed or something. I'm like, did I the- sign up for this? I don't know. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit is just grabbing those words right out of my mouth. Just keep starting. Your mouth hangs open. <laughs> Hello, patrons. <laughs> okay. We are questioning our summer. Yes. Uh, so I have these questions uh, loaded, locked and loaded. Shay has not seen them yet. Nope. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's Kay. one. This is pr- going to be pretty basic. And I'm reading these right now live. So uh, this is from Camille uh, over on Instagram. And she's wondering, have you heard of Kristen Lavren's daughter? Lavren's daughter sounds like a nice German name. Uh, it's an ultimate. She said it's her ultimate homemaking fiction novel and her most favorite book ever. So that really no. intrigues me. Homemaker fiction. Okay. Kristen, Kristen Lavenschlotter? Chris, Kristen, K. Kristen with a K. Okay. La, Lavren's daughter. L A V R A N. S D A T T E R. There's a mouthful for you. Lavrenstadter. Okay, that's what the book is called. Uh, or is she the author? She, I don't know. She says, "Have you read Christian Kristen Lavrenstadter? It's my ultimate homemaking fiction novel, my favorite book ever, ever." Okay. And okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Okay. Have not read it. Ooh, she said, "If you haven't, what are you reading right now?" Mrs. Elliot. <laughs> uh, I don't. The cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, before cell phones, kids, um, my grandpa always had Reader's Digest in the bathroom. And I would, <laughs> I would sit on the toilet. <laughs> and read the funny parts, the funny I would, stories. I would read the funny stories and yep. the, like the near-death experiences or life and trauma. Or uh-huh. there was like a, I remember one guy like a, guy got attacked by a hippo like there were those kinds of stories and that's what i would do i would just sit there or the back of the pledge you know or the can of the spray that people used to have in their bathroom yeah um okay no in in all seriousness my i come from a very avid reading family i think georgia is on her like 12th book of the summer it's ridiculous Uh um and Stu is a voracious reader incredibly skilled when it comes to reading and especially the especially the um just level of what he can take in uh-huh. via reading. Nobody's asking him if they can have a cookie. It's very dense. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> that's why. Um <laughs> this is just not my reading time, if I'm gonna be honest. This is not but you, my reading time. You do time. listen. You're an audiobook person. I am an audiobook person. Um I am reading a book right now, but um it's I, I'm reading Dietrich Bonhoeffer's uh, biography, and I'm reading Housewife Theologian by Amy Bird. But I start them in winter, and I shall probably finish them next. Bonhoeffer winter. is like a coffee. It's like a footstool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm also reading William Wilberforce's um, biography, which is he has a really fascinating. You've been story. on that one like a year. I you? know. You know what? I don't. <laughs> I don't really need to adhere to anyone's schedule. I don't think. 
I just, um, <sighs> yeah, I wish I was. I, I'm going to, I continue to try to be, but I'm just not that big. I know that that's really important. It's like flossing your teeth. Like that sh- it shouldn't be optional. You just need to do it. But okay. here we are. Okay. What are you reading? Um, I am listening to, have we talked about this? I started it and then I stopped it and now I'm listening to it again. Um, Rembrandt in the Wind. Okay. I knew you had been so reading it before. Freaking good. It's okay. so good. I can't handle it. Okay. So this is a book about art okay. and artists and their struggle. And um, okay. it's excellent. I mean, my favorite chapters so far have been um, the chapter on Dave, Mike Michelangelo's David. Uh, and okay. it's just so delicious in that. And I'm like a history geek. Like I gag on history. Like it starts with just the history of the monolith itself. The, this, the piece of marble that he was carved from. Mm-hmm. And goes all the way through the different artists that worked on it before he got a hold of it. And goes all the way through what they say will eventually happen to it. How it will eventually fall. Oh. Which is really sad. That's really terrible sad. to think about. I know, yeah, and then um, I'm going to put it in my Audible right now. The Rembrandt chapter, it's just excellent. The whole story of the the robbery in Boston, and I mean, I'm just I I'm loving this book. I'm just telling everyone, just listen. I think listening to it's very enjoyable, but I actually would like my own copy because I want to scribble in it. Okay, I um am notorious for defacing books like oh i, I do the same notes, thing i underline passages that move me mm-hmm. i love it when i read a book um and i i read like one that i'm holding and i get to a line or a sentence i literally think like i've waited my whole life for this moment i just got to experience those words assembled in one sentence yeah and i just got to like take that in and experience it i i waited the all those years and all those days to have that moment. Mm-hmm. I find it incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I Yeah. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's neat. And I always enjoy when I borrow books from friends and I get to read their little notes and like what pages they dog-eared. And um, I think that's enjoyable. Okay. I downloaded Rembrandt in the Wind on my Audible account. You really enjoy it. He comes out so, swinging with Van Gogh. So okay. that's, you know, nice and of more – not everybody knows all the – old masters and is that familiar so to start i think for if that's not like if the art world is not something you've you're knowledgeable in to start with somebody that you're more familiar with really pulls you into the book sure yeah you know it's tricky with books i find um i have to be careful about how i consume them because there's so many that i do enjoy so many audible books the problem is i am constantly interrupted and then i get grouchy and mm-hmm. and so I tend to listen to easier things like podcasts or music because I'm not as grouchy when <laughs> it doesn't feel like quite as important as when I'm interrupted, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I listen to the Nate Land podcast, Nate Bargatze. He's my favorite stand-up comedian. He's <laughs> – I was cleaning the house this morning. I got up at 5, like 20 and started cleaning the house. This was my cleaning day. And I put on Nate Land and was listening to it. And I was just laughing. I actually had to lean up against the wall at one point to hold myself up because I was laughing so hard. And it's just um, that tends to 
dabble a little bit better into my day than mm-hmm. something really big and beautiful. I don't have a ton of pockets to consume stuff like that right now. Yeah. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that when I'm reading sense. my my Bible or like listening to my, I have like a um, lectionary reading that I do with my church. So I read mm-hmm. a little bit every day and like I'm interrupted a hundred times and I'm like, what do like, you want? I'm reading my Bible. Be quiet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. All this right. was interesting. So okay. last season – so on the show, if you listen long enough, you know, Shay and I are always last fun last week we had fun with Nigella. Like we're always um we often make pop cultural references to body types, um, styles, haircuts, whatever. And in a season past, do you remember we talked about I we were talking about eyebrows, because we're always talking about facial hair. Uh and uh we mentioned Linda Evangelista. I mentioned her eyebrows. They were so epic. Um, and if you're unfamiliar, right off the top of your head with who I'm talking about, if you remember the old George Michael videos, she was in uh, Faith and Freedom. She was a supermodel in the early 90s, I think. I don't know. I might have that mm-hmm. wrong. But um, mm-hmm. fabulous, fabulous eyebrows. So someone said, um, well, this I guess this is, is this a question? Maybe this is not a question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she said, you mentioned Linda Evangelista, and I saw an article on Evie Magazine. Um, okay. It's a political and fashion magazine. She thought me, we might like it. Never heard of it. Um, on how Linda had gotten cool sculpting done and had a reaction to it, which had, uh, quote, deformed her, unquote. <gasps> Interesting read. Oh. And I had I remember hearing that story. You know how you kind of just pick stuff up through osmosis when the gas station pump is yelling mm-hmm. at you? <laughs> I remember hearing that somewhere. Um, anyways, she thought we might find that an interesting read. And, oh, and now we will go to her question. Here we go. What do we do with all our empty wine bottles? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, wait. Didn't, on Victorian Farm, wow. didn't they build a pig pen out of glass bottles? Yeah, Wasn't they- there something to do with a pig pen and glass bottles? What am I remembering? From- I don't I don't remember that on Edwardian Farm, but I've seen people do that because they hold air, which is insulation basically and so i've seen people build cob houses out of them Mm -hmm. and it's literally like the mud the cob but you fill space with all the wine bottles laid on their side i feel like they did that in one of the very first episodes of victorian farm like the first show okay the first series they made Uh, um we recycle ours lame i mean yeah i drink i don't drink that much wine but bottles add up right (laughs) What I do, it looks terrible. I store them in my closet for when we do the show so I can grab one to talk about it, like the empty ones. Yeah. My closet. (laughs) It's pretty amusing at this point after all these months. I should throw them away. Perhaps I should throw them away. Um, Yeah, I... It says she doesn't think they're recyclable for a deposit, but I don't think most states do deposit. Mm -mm. I grew up on deposit. Did you grow up that Mm -hmm. way? That was fun, where you'd go yeah. around to everybody and ask, can we have your pop cans? And mm-hmm. you'd go up to the convenience store. <laughs> Once we had like a garbage bag and we hoiked it on the on the counter and we probably got like $3 because yeah. we were living large. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of wine bottles, we spent a couple hours this week out tending to our wine grapes. We have 30 
Zinfandel vines. And this is their sixth year. And this is the first year that we will take harvest from them for making our own wine. That's so I really exciting. should keep some bottles now. Yeah. I have um, mm-hmm. I have grapevines picked out. They're sold out, but I'm, we're going to plant them this fall. I'm so excited. Yeah. There is nothing – there is no plant to me that's just – sexier maybe isn't the right word, but it's like historical and sultry and, and romantic and like it's all the things that you want from a plant. And Georgia said something. I was out there pruning and tying them up and she said something and she said, oh, he looks – and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is obviously a female. And she's like, no, it's not. Grapevines are male. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. There is, there is, this thing is not, it's not a male. In my mind, I always call her a she. Really? Like I'm going to go prune her vines. Yeah, I would have to agree with Georgia. They seem masculine to me. Nope. Interesting. Okay. It's weird. In my mind, Mm -hmm. certain flowers are males and certain are females. Sunflowers, males. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Roses, female. Durr. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> My kids are so cute. They're like, this looks like the flower from Alice in Wonderland. I'm like, that is an iris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next uh, question. So don't, yeah, I know everybody's going to be like, you can make candles out of wine bottles. No crafts, please. I pass on crafts. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do in the world. You can't do them all. Build a pig pen. Uh, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, any detailed information on the family dairy cows? Okay. Anything raw milk? Why do we love it? What does milking look like for us? Set up buckets, clean up, kids' involvement, everything I'm interested in, anything and everything you want to share on this topic, which okay. is fun. Uh, yeah. I have a cow named Fern. Shay has her cow, Cece. Mm-hmm. And um, we love it. So they're both jerseys. Yep. Obviously, I mean, if you're now, here, here's a little tidbit for you. You can only milk females. <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. It's true. It's like, it's, it's like, like does a rooster lay eggs? Yeah, nope, exactly. it does not. Um, so all dairy little cows Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> are females. They need to be bred. They need to have a baby. Their gestation is nine months. They need to have a calf before they come into milk. Um, after they come into milk, they have colostrum for about 10 days. So you can drink it. I always make myself a colostrum latte. It might sound disgusting, but it's really rich in minerals. Um, it's really salty. So it's, it tastes like a salted caramel latte. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my celebration. Hey, we're back in milk. We did it. Yeah. Uh, so colostrum, we always keep the calf on, of course, while she's in colostrum because the calf needs that. It's vi- to grow a vibrant, healthy calf. We raise our calf. Angela does too for beef every year. So we want that calf to grow nice and healthy. Um, One of the questions I get asked a lot about is like, how do you sort of do your milk share situation? Um, So I think Angela and I pretty much do it similar, which is we keep the calf on the cow. So the calf will drink milk. And the great thing about this is that you can skip and it becomes way less rigid. So your calf yeah. is like your milk. Think of it like a milker. So if I mm-hmm. want milk, what I do is I separate them for 12 hours. 
Then I milk the cow and then I put them together for 12 hours. And that means I only have to milk once a day if I want. If I have enough milk, if the day's busy, if we want to leave for the weekend, Sunday, it's Sunday, Mm -hmm. then we just leave the calf on. And before we want to milk again, we just separate them. So every dairyman does this a little bit differently. But to me, it just gives you a ton of freedom because people do think of milking an animal as this massive, rigid routine. And that's not always the case. Like when we have Mm -hmm. a calf on, we can kind of milk whenever we want or not milk if we don't want to. So there's a ton of freedom there. Is that how you guys do it as well? Yeah. And how? what's the oldest you've stuck with that as far as the calf's age, that routine? Because like I'm my calf is almost a year old. I'm not comfortable surrendering four days. I don't know how reliable she is at this point. Mm-hmm. For milking? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh. So the last three years, we've bred Cece to a longhorn bull, which means we actually oh. have to pull them pretty early. So I would say we probably do like six, seven months of milk sharing, then a couple months of just milking once a day. Her milk at that point has sort of tapered back a little bit anyway, the milk production. So we'll do a couple months of that and then dry her up for a couple months before she calves again. Yeah, we're just about to breed fern. Um, And that way, uh, this winter, we will be timing it so that we're drying her up like January, February, March when it's just really horrible outside yeah. and we don't want to milk anyways. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of plan ahead when you have a dairy yeah. calf. You have to think nine months back. When do I want them to be calving? Obviously, a real traditional time for calves to hit the ground is, you know, April, May. And that's how it will come out. Yeah. Somewhere in that vicinity. So Cece's being bred right now as well. She's off with a beef herd living her best life, doing her thing. And we are going to actually borrow my friend Molly's second dairy cow um, so that we can stock up on some milk. We will probably just keep her for a couple months, but freeze dry a bunch and freeze a bunch. That's um, what I was just going to say. We're, we yeah. freeze dry the extra. Mm-hmm. Right now we milk fern. Like when we separate them, um, we milk every other day right now. And we they're separated for about 15 hours. That's our... Okay, there you go. Cycle that we're on. And we get about two gallons then Yeah, when we milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um, I like to think about it. It's a tool. You got to learn how to use it. If you have pigs, for example, it is Yeah, great. and we don't have pigs this year. So w- when we had pigs in p- the past, like we're milking like crazy because it's free food. Yeah. Exactly. So, so helpful. They love it. Yeah. And you can grow pork. Um, but when I think right. about keeping a calf on, it's not wasted milk because it's growing you beef. So yeah. it's just kind of a matter of what your goals are on your own homestead. But um, just for where we're at as a family right now, having a cow with a calf is absolutely essential because we've it's, done the super, super, super rigid milking routine. We've had a dairy cow for eight years, so we've done all different variations mm-hmm. of it. And that rigidness was really difficult. Like when I was pregnant and like dry heaving over the bucket at the smell. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like I just right. – but you still have to do it. Somebody had to get up at five. Didn't matter if I needed to puke or, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it was. And we did it for a long time, but we're not quite at that stage right now. So um, you just get a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, jerseys are a really, really popular at-home dairy breed. Dexters are great. They grow um, really nice little fat calves because they're a dual purpose breed, which I think is a mm-hmm. great 
way to set up for a homestead. They're also a little bit smaller, like give a little bit less milk, but for the average family, that's fine. Yep. Um, so those are really great cows to look into as well. Brown Swiss is another really common one. Guernsey is another really common one. Um, so I mean, okay, we could so talk as far for, as setup. Yes. Um, we just, it's pretty, we've got jug of iodine we've got a bucket warm soapy water for washing her down big stack of rags that we use just for cleaning her up and a silver bucket it's very basic yep yeah get a bucket that you can sterilize that's super important Mm -hmm. your equipment needs to be really really clean and she needs to be really clean so we use just hot soapy water with dish soap same spray her with iodine let it sit for a minute scrub her down with just nice dish soap. And if she's still super dirty, we don't keep the milk that day. Right. Um, raw milk needs to be clean. And you are the you are the gatekeeper. <laughs> like, are mm-hmm. we going to ingest this raw milk? Um, we've been drinking raw milk for, I don't know, 14 years, a very long time. We've never had problems with it at all. We've done our own milk ourselves for eight of those years and never had problems with it. Um, but right. we're what we're stringent about just, you know, practicing some general common sense wisdom about is this milk too dirty for us? And if it is, instead of wasting it, we'll just use it to make cheese or ricotta or, you know, cultured into yogurt something or something that applies heat. At the temperature. Yeah. Exactly. So we basically will pasteurize it, you know, and then you don't have to worry about that. Um, but raw milk is really, really essential, I would argue, for super good health, really good butt, gut biome, not butt biome. <laughs> butt biome. <laughs> gut. Gut, gut. biome. Um, I feel super grateful that I discovered raw milk when I was pregnant with Georgia. I drank it while I was pregnant. When I weaned Georgia, I weaned her to raw milk. And you know, by God's grace and a, and a lot of work, mm-hmm. our kids have just enjoyed a very healthy childhood. And I chalk a lot of that up to what they're taking in. They're taking in all kinds of living organisms when right. they drink raw milk. And so you're, it's like a, a probiotic, but so much better. <clears throat> raw milk is just, a, it's a superfood in my opinion. I know not everyone shares that opinion, but, um, you know, I don't have to eat for everyone. I only have to eat for myself. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, okay. Okay. Good. Good, good. Uh, I was going to say one more thing but, about it, but I don't remember. That's a, it's a, that's a big I issue. Remember. I mean, you could it's do – It's a big one. We could, could write a, a book. show on it. Yeah. Right? We could write a book yeah. on, on a family cow. Um, cows are wonderful. I love them. Yeah. I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. This these are fun. Here's a few fun. Okay. Ones. Okay. Um, what is our favorite blog post of each other's? I Okay. Okay, I I know. I remember when I I don't know if this is like my favorite, but I remember when I was like, "Oh, I like this girl." <laughs> <laughs> and it was your building the greenhouse one. Just about the drill. You had to stop everything and go get Stuart a new drill and like how many screws you went through and just the humor. It was before I knew you. Mm-hmm. The humor in that post that that post was written with. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, she's uh, a cutie, that one. Uh, yeah. I just remember it It kind of 
getting me. Uh-huh. Like, as far as, I don't yeah. remember this post at all. Don't remember writing it's, it at all. It's like the you were having it was a challenge. The first greenhouse at the old house. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And you had to stop halfway through My and gosh. go buy him a new drill. What isn't yeah. a challenge, you guys? <laughs> Good gravy. <laughs> it's yeah. all hard. Um, <clears throat> okay, my favorite of Angela's is this one that – so Angela sort of used to use her blog like Twitter. <laughs> this when Twitter came out, I just thought that is the <clears throat> stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. And so I'm just going to use my blog like Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one was not like that, but she did this Christmas one. This was at Halfway. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I already knew you or I j- – Jess maybe. I can't remember. But it it was okay. just called Joyeux Noel, like Merry okay. Christmas in French. And so it was just like a little farmhouse tour of her house at Christmas. And it was like – Was that those awesome pictures with the butcher block as the coffee table? And so, Oh, my gosh. Those pictures are awesome. I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I loved that. It was just – it was like that homemaking, like just slathered on. Yeah. And so yeah. you could just go there and it was just like you could almost smell the cinnamon rolls. Mm. And it just took me to such a happy place. Sometimes I still go back and read it. I'm like, you know what? I need to feel safe and comfortable. <laughs> just search. I need some Parisian farm girl. Joy that was my one craft, my glitter stockings. <laughs> it was just, it's so comfortable and so loving. And, um, you know, I grew up, my like I've said this a thousand times, my mom was an amazing homemaker. But Angela's blog was one of the first ones that I ever stumbled upon where her style really captivated me because it really put its thumb on um, sort of where the direction I was trying to go, but I didn't know how to. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so seeing that at Christmas, which was like that to the nth power, um, oh, it just made me so happy. It just, yeah, I'm a visual person. So those pictures were wonderful. Go look it up. It was fabulous. Awesome. Yeah. Somehow, a few weeks ago, I stumbled upon one of my old blog posts and I started reading it. And I thought I was going to throw up. I was laughing so hard. And my kids are like, what's so funny? And so I read it out loud to them. And like weeping and gnashing of teeth, hysterical. The one about Ruth the man cat when her abscess exploded all over Aiden. Yeah. (laughs) That blog post is so bloody hysterical. It's so funny. I need to like record myself reading it because that's precious family memories that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth the man cat. Yes, that's Ruth a good one. Ruth the man cat. Oh man, there's so much there's a just a treasure trove. It's, you know, 15 years of life just tucked into mm-hmm. this little internet place and I wrote this big blog post um last week talking about introducing people that we were going to be going to Sicily and sort of in- It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. I was like, oh, I'm never writing anything again. <laughs> I just, it's really fun to me. I've just really committed to continuing to write. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe people's response of just like, oh, hey, remember this long form thing that we used to do where we used to actually go someplace in our mind and, and somebody mm-hmm. took us somewhere for some, some time longer than 15 seconds? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was just the responses. It was like, oh yeah, people still need this form too. Like people still need a place to go to just be for a while. And like, that's what your blog used to be for me before I knew you. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a tea. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Like I want to go somewhere that makes me feel like this. Um, and so often as homemakers, like those are the kinds of things that encourage us. It doesn't yeah. discourage me when I see somebody being a baller in their house and your house is clean and like you've got beautiful Christmas stockings or you're doing this or you're doing that. That doesn't discourage me. To me, I'm like rolling my sleeves up like, all right, let's do this. Do this. I just need to hang out like in cool company for a little while and mm-hmm. rev my engines and feel mm-hmm. inspired. And then I can take that to my own home. And, you know, I think blogs are really powerful in that way because you take them in in a certain way just based on how you read, how you hear their voices in your head, how you're interpreting right. the photographs that go with it. It's this really kind of personal experience, but tied to somebody else. I think it's just really powerful. So, yeah. Viva la okay. blog. Viva la blog. Um, favorite memory with each other? I'm trying to think which ones. Well, some okay, I'm gonna be honest. My very favorite one. Okay. It's like mine to hold. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Um wait, maybe amusing then. Or (laughs) um, we had an amusing moment in Atlanta once because it was like midnight and I wanted to go rent scooters and tool around the city and Shay would not go with me. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. I'm like, this is how people die, Angela. This is sorry. I got home and Stu's like, she wanted you to what? Mind you, he's from Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. <laughs> That's true. If you can survive Chicago, you're going to be just fine in Atlanta. I don't think anybody's surviving Chicago <laughs> oh right gosh. now. Oh my gosh. Oh. Chicago, what's your problem? I don't know. I, I, Holy I took uh, I took the Skyway uh, home which is where you go right through the city instead of out and around. And I was like, Amelie, just so you know, we will be going straight. We will not be stopping. So mm-hmm. if you need to pee in Chesterton, Indiana, <laughs> and now it's your chance. Now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So Angela and I always just, we always just have such a good time when we're together. So I, I, I guess there's no which is particular so moment. Okay, but the dinner at Cochon. Like, okay. That was really fun. I, that was like yeah. connecting. Like that was really fun. Yeah. Because... The it's food. all fun. It was like every meal you, we've had me together. The food. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, one that does stand out, speaking of food, was when we went to that okay. uh, really amazing French restaurant in Atlanta. Yeah. And, that was fun. Um, that was fun because I felt like I, you know, we were, we've only been together a few times. So, yeah. Probably, I don't know, six or seven maybe total. Yeah. So like yeah. when I went to your house, you got to show me like, hey, this is me. Like, this is how I do steak. And you're going to have oysters for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill you with a goose egg. And <laughs> didn't know all she that was kind allergic. Of didn't know she and was allergic. And I felt allergic. like that, like at the French restaurant. I was like, okay, this is how we do things. Yeah. We're going to get champagne. We're going to stand at the bar. Then mm-hmm. we're going to go da da da. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have foie gras for the first time. And mm-hmm. so it was f- that kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. I think what I appreciate the most about – well, one of the things I appreciate the most about Angela's friendship is when we're together, you think, oh, is this going to be weird? Because normally we talk on the phone and we do this podcast mm-hmm. together, but we don't get to be in person that much. 
that's a really common thing nowadays. Um, I know a lot of people whose dearest friend does not live near them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know we're not alone in that. But when you get together and you're just like, you feel like it is a just completely safe space. Like I'm not actually going to say anything or do anything that's going to shock her or that she's going to be surprised by because she knows me inside out and sideways anyway. Like, I've, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We've we've done the highs. We've done the lows. Like we've, we've waded through a lot of life together now. And so um, to just feel safe in somebody's company, I think is a really rare thing where you're not, there's no, Mm -hmm. there's no like show you're putting on. There's no, there's no veil. It's just kind of out there. And I think that that's very rare that you get to Mm -hmm. have that kind of a relationship with somebody. Um, So, yeah. And if you're wondering, one time we were at this business meeting and I had forgotten to bring nylons pantyhose. Angela literally gave me the pantyhose off her butt. So my princess Kate. So she's that kind of a friend. By the way. (laughs) With the little grippers on the feet, just like Princess Kate wears. (laughs) If you're like me, you want to dress your home in accessories with a story. Quality accessories, ones that have meaning and for sure not accessories that are headed for the landfill. Because a huge concept on this show is better not more. We want you to get to know our friends at House of Tokuman by visiting hotrugs.net, especially if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that do not survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion this summer? Because nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. Here's a designer tip. You will give your home an instant, professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So get to know House of Tokumen over on Instagram. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous look of your home. You're guaranteed a -a one-of-a-kind rug, no fakes, no machine-made copies or replicas. Visit House of Tokumen at hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Are you ready for a well-appointed bathroom this summer? How about a stack of gorgeous towels from American Blossom Linens? You have their sheets. Now it's time to add these brand new, beautiful towels to your lifestyle for your well-appointed bathroom. Why not wrap yourself in the most luxurious, thick, oversized towels made in America? These long-lasting, absorbent, heirloom-quality towels will surround you with plush comfort. Everything you can expect from 100% organic West Texas cotton. That's right, the cotton is grown in Texas and these towels are made in Georgia in a sustainable and environmentally conscious manufacturing plant whose main goal is weaving a better world. Unlike others, these fully organic cotton sets of towels are made with all USA materials. Nothing ever leaves the United States, which means you and I get the very best quality. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com to well appoint your bathroom and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off. That's AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful 
crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from HarvestRite will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Toops & Co., Toops & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Toops & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit toopsandco.com and use the coupon code homemakerchic for a 10% discount. All right, let's see here. Okay. Here's the Shay's soapbox. She's climbing on it. Uh She's uh mounting the soapbox. She's getting up there. She looks fabulous. Diana. Oh, who just gave us that last question? That was As We Grow Home. Sorry about that. I don't think I gave a shout out to to that person, As We Grow Home, on Instagram. And this is Diana. Diana wants help with sugar. Not the sexy kind, the bad kind. Okay. She says um, she knows it doesn't agree with her. No. She makes her cranky and overstimulated mm-hmm. when she eats too much, kind of like a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. I said that part. She didn't. And um, she's having a hard time staying off of it. She knows it's discipline, but just wondered if we have any tips on getting off white sugar mm-hmm. or some motivation to do so. Mm-hmm. I do have suggestions. I have a few suggestions. I think a lot of times people crave sugar because they're not giving their their bodies fat. Mm. And oh yeah, that's sugar. I can see that connection. Sugar sure. kind of comes mm-hmm. this crutch, this like, hey, I need something. Something's wrong. Um, right. So first off, Diana, and it's always within reach. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. Where fat, good fat, isn't always within reach. Yeah, yep. it's way easier to consume <clears throat> sugar. Excuse me. So Diana, mm-hmm. make sure that you're eating a lot of fat. Eat really good steak. Eat ground beef patties. Eat bacon. Eat really Mm -hmm. good fish. Eat. Just make sure you're getting a lot of really healthy fats. I would even argue like drink a giant glass of raw milk with your meals. Um, Mm -hmm. Milk has this really, you know, it's naturally has sugar in it. 
really right. good raw milk. Um, so start with that. Start making sure you're getting enough fats. I would introduce raw milk for sure. Then I would make sure you're getting enough fermented foods. So have some kimchi, have some sauerkraut, have some barrel, like naturally fermented sour pickles. Find a fermented food that you like, kefir, beakvass, kombucha, just something like that. Um, and then the third thing I would say is, you know, a great way to sort of just transition is just to not buy white sugar and instead to buy a different sweetener. Like we still eat mm-hmm. sweet things in this house. I still bake cookies and make cakes and frostings, but we do different types of sugar and you can sub those out fairly easily. Let me let me explain this a bit more. So when I first subbed out white sugar, I subbed in what's called rapidura, which is when you take sugar cane, which is where we get white sugar. Um, of course, now we get it from sugar beets, but back in my day, we got it from just sugar cane. <laughs> you press it, you like chop it up and press it and it makes this sugar juice. Mm-hmm. Now, if you dehydrate that sugar juice, you get rapidura. It's also sold under the name as uh, sucanant. It's also sold under the name as dehydrated whole cane sugar. It, that's literally just sugar cane juice dehydrated. Well, this has all kinds of minerals and amino acids, mm-hmm. and it's um, sugary, but not as sweet. Um, in order to get white sugar, they take that, they take out all the molasses, they take out all the stuff, and then they refine it, bleach it, chop it up really fine. So it's really concentrated sweetness. Um, and Rapidura is great to use in a lot of things. However, it tends to have a lot bigger grains. And so it doesn't dissolve right. into baked goods like you, you're going to want it to. Um, that being said, I baked with it for years and years and years. And I just had little brown things in my baked goods. And that's that was fine. You can always whiz it in your Cuisinart too. There you go. Now, people are going to want to know, is that the same thing as sugar in the raw? No. I didn't, yeah, I know. I know. No, I'm sure it's not the same thing. That. Yeah. Sucanant, Rapidura dehydrated whole cane sugar. Those are the three names that it goes underneath for the most part. Um, So a sugar that I really love, and it's more expensive, but when you're not eating that much of it or as much of it, you can stand to, you know, to buy a tub. I get mine from Mm -hmm. Amazon or Azure Standard, and that's maple sugar. And it's literally maple syrup that's been dehydrated to a sugar form. It's very fine. It dissolves very easily. Mm -hmm. So this is my uh, sugar now for cookies and cakes and things where I want that sugar to dissolve really easily. Whipped cream. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, and then honey and maple maple sugar, or sorry, maple syrup. So those are sort Mm -hmm. of like the sweeteners that I keep on hand. Now, I know people do like date syrup and date sugar, and there's all different kinds of ones. That gets a little complicated for me. <laughs> and I don't... Stevia. Stevia is... I don't care for the taste I don't like all. the taste it's of way stevia. Too sweet. Yeah. Um, and I can get really good maple syrup from Washington State, and I can also... I mm-hmm. also grow my own honey. And so it makes sense for us to use the sweeteners that we can kind of get a little bit closer to home. So that being said, um, if you're trying to get okay. off white sugar, just replace it with a better sugar to start with. That doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey, but those sugars are going to hit your body differently than just straight white sugar. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, And what will happen, so as far as the discipline, if you give yourself a chance to make the switch, then when you go back, the consequence is just not worth it. No. Having that jittery, overstimulated, cranky feeling, you're like, yeah, that's not even a temptation anymore. Mm -mm. Um. 
it's I'm intrigued by what you said about replacing it with fat because if I look at my like food health timeline, I did that without realizing it. Mm-hmm. So just a, an example, lame, is I used to order back in the day uh, caramel lattes. That was how I got introduced to lattes. My friends like, have you ever had a latte? No, I haven't. I get caramel lattes. Of course, it was delicious. It was like a big fat sugar bomb. Um, then when I went to France the first time, you were just ordering cafe creme or cafe au lait, and there's no sweetener. And I thought, well, this is delicious. Why am I like drinking liquid sugar, poison garbage, <laughs> you know? And And that was about the time then where I started eating more meat, eating more cheeses, eating more eggs. And so if I sort of look at the timeline, I I did. I started increasing my fats, mm-hmm. letting go of that like high school, early 20s idea that fat was bad for you. And then the sugar just naturally came down. And so now, like if I have PMS or I have a craving or whatever, interestingly enough, now I crave protein and fats. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of just, I, I enjoy, I love, I'm a baker, so I do love sweet things, but I don't like overly sweet things anymore. I don't like, God, ah, just like I never um, overeat sweet things mm-hmm. anymore. It's I can really, I enjoy it, but I can take it or leave it. Yeah. And so that's interesting. I never made the fat connection before. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. And, and, I, and good fats, not not like Snicker bar fats. Like, no, 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 like good, no, no. Yeah. The good stuff. But I would like take mm-hmm. what are the things you always gravitate to. So is it is it a, a really tutti frutti drink at Starbucks or something? And what can you just just a plain plain latte? Or like are there a few just key things where you can just take the sugar out but still enjoy the thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh before we yeah. go to the next question. Okay. I wanna talk to you guys about well, and Angela wants to talk to you also about Angela's Old World Design Society, which is the official sponsor of season 12. So our two businesses that we run on the side are sponsoring this season. And that's because we get so many questions from you. We know you guys have questions about how do you keep a house? How do you make it beautiful? And how do I know what color to paint my living room? And what do I cook for supper? Um, And we've literally formed businesses over the last years answering these exact questions. We realized a lot of you actually didn't know that this is what we do for work. And so, Angela, why don't you just take a couple minutes, introduce your design society to people so that they know that it's there as a resource. Okay. So first of all, it's very easy to remember, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. You can find it on Instagram, easy peasy, uh, the link. What I did was I created a place. I did this for myself, for starters. Excuse me. I felt like I was getting lost in the white farmhouse shuffle over on social media. Love the white farmhouse. It's clean. It's fabulous. But as you can see behind me, I like my knickknacks <laughs> and I like antiques and oil paintings and old fine estates and a very layered ancestral look. And I knew there were other people that enjoyed that as well. So I created the Old World Design Society. It's four magazines a year, print or digital, uh, whatever suits you best. We have a private forum It's all organized by design topics. So if you need inspiration for your living room and you don't want to sift through Pinterest, you can come over to your society page, sift through all your friends' living rooms, get to know people, get to know their styles, what they're collecting, making relationships along the way. And on that note, Mm -hmm. check out my most recent uh, YouTube video. And let me just tell you about what we just got off of last week 
I'm I've referenced being gone. I uh, hosted my first Old World Design Society flea market tour. It was fantastic. We stayed at a historic mansion, hit one of the Midwest's best flea markets. Society members came from Washington State, Alabama, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Maryland. They came from all over. And I asked them, I said, what made you decide to come on this trip? What made you want to join the Old World Design Society, they said, well, we have friends. Everyone said the same thing. We have friends, but we don't have friends that collect things. We don't have friends that like antiques. We wanted to get to know and be around like-minded people. So I would invite you to join the society. You can join for as little as $5 a month. I teach a design class every month. So if you just want the design classes and access to the forum, you can do that uh, for just $5 or you can get your magazine and be a full participant. So that's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Good stuff happening this summer. The summer magazine is absolutely beautiful, and it has not sold out yet. So get yourself a copy. There you go. Season 12 sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um. Oh, I don't know if I have a really good answer for this, but we can talk a little bit about podcasts. On that, coming off of talking about sugar and food, this is from Camille. She wonders if we have any podcasts we would recommend for clean eating. Oh. She's fascinated by all the junk we get into our body and would love to continue to educate herself so she can continue to make better choices. Mm-hmm. And I think we touched on this last season or a few weeks ago. I don't remember. But um, – I don't actually listen to podcasts on that, but, um, you know, all these years in, I still really adhere to a Weston Price sort of style of diet, and they do have a podcast. I don't listen to it, Um, but- It's called Wise Traditions. Wise Traditions. Thank you. It's good. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you just need encouragement and you kind of want to stay in that space, um, yeah, that's a good one. Sometimes it's just nice to know, like- Hey, this is important. Remember mm-hmm. what you're doing, all this extra effort that you're putting in. This is important. Yeah. Um, sometimes you, you really genuinely do need that encouragement because I'll be honest, McDonald's is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. Stuart asked me today, he said, should we do some pizzas on the grill tonight? And I was like, I have to start my dough two days in advance, buddy. Got to give me more notice than that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is this is important. You know, there's a reason. Right. There's a reason that we do sourdough. There's a reason that we do all these things. So uh, sometimes I just need a little bit of encouragement. And I still go back to nourishing traditions all the time. Yeah. that's And that that uh, Wise tr- Traditions is a good podcast. Um, something else, uh, just by way, I'm really intrigued um, by health. So if like if Rogan has somebody that's like health related or a doctor or something on, I like to listen to that. I like to listen to Huberman Labs. That's really intriguing to me. And that's like brain function health, like mm-hmm. what's it called? Circadian rhythm type mm-hmm. uh, serotonin, like how what's actually like happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. and how to retrain habits and have more focus. I find that really interesting yep. too. Yep. He is mm-hmm. smart. He's really smart. Yeah. But he doesn't talk down to you. He he speaks to you. He's very practical. And it's like, if you don't know what that means, like Mm -hmm. he's, I think he speaks really um, 
kindly to me. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff he's talking about, I'm like, holy crap. Um, right. I also listen to – this is kind of maybe not directly to the question, but I do listen to the Meat Eater podcast. Um, and they also have the Hunting Collective. These are a bunch of – It's still – but it's still I, encouragement. I don't like hunt eat. at all. Yeah. I Like mm-hmm. never. I don't do that. Um, and they talk a lot about stuff that I have no clue what they're talking about. But I I appreciate their willingness to just be like, yeah, I have this hard hobby and I like it. What about it? Because people mm-hmm. constantly look at our little farm here at our homestead and they're just like, what are you doing? Why that would looks you, like so much that work. That looks like Why so would you much do that? work. And yeah. you're like, I don't think you're my people. If like work i don't turn away from it like that that's not a deterrent to me and you have these Mm -hmm. guys that'll hike for five and a half days up into the cliffs to like shoot some weird lamb or something you know or a sheep like right some wild sheep um but they talk a lot about cooking wild game steve ranella wrote Mm -hmm. a wild game podcast or sorry a wild game cookbook called the meat eater cookbook Uh, Mm -hmm. my friend cody has it it's absolutely fascinating these guys love clean deep protein and like mm-hmm. i can just get behind that you know right. um i've talked about this before we're big meat eaters and there's a reason for that uh not only because nutritionally what meat offers but also what you can do with animals on land and the way that they can take something that we cannot process like i can't grace my pasture i can get nothing out of it but i can put a cow on it And they can literally eat up these weeds and thistles and thorns and grasses and alfalfa and all this wonderful stuff and turn it into sustenance. That is Mm -hmm. amazing to me. Um, So incredibly cool and absolutely essential for regenerative agriculture. So and these guys understand that they they Mm -hmm. see it. Farmers understand it. Ranchers understand it. So it's just neat to see that sort of celebrated in other people. So not necessarily a nutrition podcast, but I just love that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, soapbox. Another soapbox. Got a few. I have a couple. Uh, let's see. Favorite smelling rose variety. Mm. Mm. Gertrude Jekyll. Okay. Desdemona. Mm. Jude the Obscure would be a second. Okay. There you go. Yep. All David Austin varieties. Yeah. Uh, mine are blooming right now. Mm. And speaking of meat, there is a lamb roast, one of ours, in my oven. Oh. And bread cooking at the same time. What? 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 If you guys my miss this. Came. <laughs> <laughs> my oven came. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Holy cow. <laughs> She's beautiful, Lucrezia. <laughs> Somebody asked what that's from. You guys watch the Durrells in Corfu. Please. Okay. It's such a fun show. Look over some of the stuff. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy the clothing. Enjoy the dialogue. It's a fabulous show. It's done so well. Lugrezia is sort of the the housemaid that comes with the house that they rent. She's an old Greek woman. She just shuffles from room to room and just does what she's asked and mutters under her breath. Gets a little sassy now and then and throws her little jab in and then shuffles off to the next room. She's wonderful. So that's what I named my oven. There you go. Actually, Amelie came up with that. It's good. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So I'm pretty, pretty geeked about that. Uh, favorite wine. Oh, come on. Okay. Everybody knows that Ange loves a big, bad Bordeaux. 
Big, bad, masculine Bordeaux. Velvety, like with some stank on it. That's my favorite wine. And my favorite region for that in Bordeaux is Saint-Emilion. Favorite. Like I can pick it out of a lineup. It's so good. Tastes so good on my lips. <laughs> it's okay. so yummy. Mm-hmm. I will basically take anything bubbly from Italy over anything else. Okay. I'm nondescript, just anything bubbly from Italy. <laughs> Frizzante. <laughs> Frizzante. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Italian sparkling wines taste happier than champagne. They like... Champagne, more sophisticated for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they taste happy. And I can like so I can just get behind that. Yeah, I can see. I every time you say that, like when we talk about one on the show, and that's you you, you give us your whole like Granny Smith, happy Italian. Like I know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like it makes total sense. I've actually stopped drinking wine out of wine glasses. And I have started <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I've put it in a camel pack on my back (laughs) (laughs) I've started drinking it out of like just little short glasses like normal my uncle's Italian he has a name for those what are they called because that's how I when I for my very first glass of red wine I ever had was Mm -hmm. in Siena and it was at this little restaurant tucked into this alley and this, we didn't, it was one of those, again, you just don't order. This happens all the time in Italian restaurants. You just don't order. And you never see a bill. You just like hand them money, you know? But he brings us out this craft of red wine. It was Chianti. And mm-hmm. I tasted it. And I was like, this is the best thing I have ever tasted in my life. And then- Is that the first time you ever had wine? No, I drank white wine before that. But that's just when you fell in love with red. Yeah, I Chianti. thought, oh, I didn't. Okay. I thought, I don't like red. Because when I met you, Chianti was like your favorite. Yeah. That's kind yeah. that's how I started. Um, okay. But- I'm hard-pressed to think. I can think of a handful of times I ever was served wine in a wine glass. It always came in these just like glass, casual demi. cups. Yeah. And I like it. And I've I've started doing mm-hmm. that just to see how I feel. And it feels good. Like when I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner and I Did just- Did you buy some or are you just using a little ball jar? <laughs> um, Yeah, kind of. I have a couple. Like mm-hmm. I had a couple for cocktails, you know, that I sort of mm-hmm. keep on hand. And I just like it. It's casual and it's comfortable and it's homey. And it's so the vibe that we got going on here. Yeah. That I dig it. Um, okay. So it's just like, can he say this? Like, is he allowed to say this since he is Italian? He calls them Dago glasses. Do you want a Dago glass? Or you want a wine glass? What's it, what does me? that mean? Dago? Yeah. That's an Italian, like slang for Italian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's what he says. Um, I tell you what I don't like. I don't like the Rydals without the stem. The uh, whole trendy. Yeah. Rydal is a, a German wine glass company. They're you can get like the they have like a target brand if you need something a little bit more affordable otherwise a rital is about 25 dollars a stem they're wonderful wine glasses they come if you look at the chart they have like every style that you would need and then a few years ago the stemless ones got trendy and like have you been watching me like my hands are sweating like i've been rubbing my hands while we visit like this like i don't want to molest a glass and see all my schmutz Mm -hmm. on the glass i hate that in fact we have dinner reservations tonight and i'm already thinking they're gonna serve me champagne in one of those stupid glasses (laughs) yeah with my oysters and i'm gonna have to ask for a stem 
I'm a snob. Like at wine, like when we used to go to like big wine tastings, I would bring my own glass in my purse because I'm not drinking wine out of a Dixie cup, and I don't like getting all my goobers mm-hmm. all over. And that's why I like the ball jar. Like if you're gonna do a Dago glass kind of thing, because they're quilted mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. and then you don't see all mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't see all the schmutz. Yeah, I like the kind that flare out There's a little some- bit at the top. You know, mm-hmm. like the the general kind of glass shape. Um, so Jen Scott, Madame Chic, um, the Daily Connoisseur on YouTube, she did a really great video on wine drinking manners a couple of months ago. And mm-hmm. she was like, you're not – we're not holding it by the bowl of the wine glass. We're not doing that. Okay? Yeah. So like instead, that. we're holding it by the stem. And, and we're sipping from warm. the same spot each time so that when we have lipstick on, we don't, again, molest our glass with lipstick. Instead, yep. we're going to just – we're not going to get fingerprints all over it. And and I think about that now often. It, it was something I sort of knew, but it, to hear her say it, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe make sure you're doing that. Be cognizant. Because you see, self-awareness, you see the women you know, yeah. sloshing around in their hands and right? they're holding the ball of it. And you're like, you're just warming that up. Like – you're holding it. And it's, yeah. Anyway, food for thought. I don't even remember why we were talking about that. But there we you go. Asked. We just kept talking. There you go. <laughs> um, lots of feedback on this season so far. People are digging oh, they are? the Q&A. I was scared what you were going to say. One, <laughs> no, no. They're digging the one long episode. Okay. So apparently their laundry piles are as big as mine. Okay. Or their commute. Okay. Whatever it is. That's good. And they're digging the q a okay that's good yeah that is good um do you have other questions i have one more okay okay and i, I hate to disappoint <laughs> i don't know if i uh, have a great answer for her how to maintain uh, i'm assuming maintain is don't the say body hair in this don't say body hair we don't oh, know the answer oh my gosh for this trip for the society like <laughs> i i like yeah. did the things. Yeah. Three and a half hours Waxed. of grooming. <laughs> Serious. I'm like, oh my gosh, when is the last time I got all the little sparse hairs on my eyelids? Why do those keep growing? Like, it's like I've never let you go away. Stop it. How can there even be like, do you have pores on your eyelids and the bottom of your feet? Like, how is there a hair follicle in the crease so, of my eye? So listen to this. <laughs> For real. You guys. It hurts too. Though like Okay, I'm getting braces. Not metal braces. I'm doing Invisalign. I'm not that excited about it, but I'm in the season of being willing to do hard things. And hard things for me sometimes are doing things that need to be taken care of. And this has needed to be taken care of for a long time. Okay? So there you have it. I'm at the dentist, talking to the dentist, and he's taking these pictures of my mouth, inside my mouth, and he has them on this. These ones? Yeah. And he has them on this gigantic computer screen, (laughs) and I'm in there. And, you know, he's a younger guy. We're talking about my teeth. And it's like, this is already awkward because no one ever sees your teeth like this. No one. Not even the people mm-hmm. you make love to. Okay? No one sees them in this capacity in this oh, light. Oh, baby. <laughs> right? And he's got, so my cheeks are spread. My gums. Oh, it's yeah, like, oh, my gums The big teeth. clear plastic thing. And mind you, these are the before pictures. These aren't the after pictures. So, like, there's a reason we're doing this. <laughs> I have this gigantic whisker. All I can, I don't hear anything he's saying. I have no idea what I signed up for because I was just staring <laughs> this gigantic mustache hair that was on the computer screen. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I was just like, please, no one noticed that. 
if I could have escaped the self-deprecation. Like, can you do anything about that antenna? Like, because, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Shay, that's terrible. <clears throat> All I can think about is how, okay, when you think about, like, Shakespeare and he's he's writing and it's like, there's one beauty in the village. And, and I just am like, that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> I would not have been that woman. <laughs> Rosamond. <laughs> And I'm like, beauty was so rare. Like, that's why it inspired poetry and it it inspired, like, these plays and these love stories because most people are very average. And most people without waxing and makeup and, like, toothbrushes and deodorant and, like, we we wouldn't have looked like we look now. And it's It's still not (laughs) that great. It's alarming. It yeah. is. It is. That wasn't even her question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got stuck on the word maintain. And we went body hair, which seems to be our like, maybe that should be in our tagline. Yeah. Homemaker chic. When we don't know what to say, we end up talking about body hair. We will overshare. <laughs> okay. Over hair. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're going to wrap it up here. She says. Uh, how can I maintain a system of organization? <laughs> Why you said maintain? I, next episode, I immediately thought body hair. <laughs> okay. See? Default. Uh, she said, and ah, come on, I don't know. <laughs> she cleans out the junk drawer. Yeah. It happens again. It does. I think the key word there is maintain. Maintain. <laughs> uh, it's a yeah. cycle. And dang it, if... Every day of my life, y'all, every day I have wished that this could all be done at the same time. Like, oh my please, Lord, like the, let the, the heavens reset. The, the heavens right. open and let there be a great reset. And yeah. all of the laundry will be done and the junk drawer will be cleaned out and the car will be clean and full of gas and my bills will be paid and organized and the floors will be mopped. And can you imagine? Today was my today was my house cleaning day. I, like I said, I got up at 5:30, started in right away, just Literally threw my yoga pants on Mm because I knew I was going to be throwing down. Got my tennis shoes on, my apron on. Cleaned the bathroom. No more than five minutes later, I have a particular child who is like drawn to a clean bathroom like a moth to a flame and just decided they had to shower right then. I'm like, of course you would. Okay, that's done. Poop streaks. Already poop streaks in the toilet. My kids like to write on the mirror when they get out of the shower. They draw smiley faces and write messages to each other. So now that's dirty Mm -hmm. again. Um, And I literally hadn't even finished mopping the kitchen floor by the time people came in to make lunch. I was like mid-mop. So Mm -hmm. how do you stay organized? I think you just have to maintain. Find a system that works for you. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago where it was like, if that means bathrooms on Monday, kitchen on Tuesday, living room on Thursday, just make sure that things are hit so that it doesn't Mm -hmm. pile up on you. That's kind of the best I got. And like I have a junk drawer. Yeah. It has to I pay a kid five bucks to clean it out every few months. And it just happens. Yep. And I'm I'm one of the I'm not blaming it on other people. Like I it's whatever, this stupid receipt, shove it in there. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. yeah. Um bowl full of lemons, Tony. She wrote a book, Home Organization. And it's, it's really good. Really great. Uh have I implemented any of it? No. <laughs> no. But I look at it. And it makes me feel inspired to be a better person. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, she's got really great ideas for like, here's what. There's a few things. There's a few nuggets, though, yeah. that you can implement in there. It's like, I don't know anybody that's ever done the whole thing. Maybe they have. She's really good. Yeah. I mean, she's she's a pro for a reason. Um, but I would just, my answer to that would be, you're not alone and you just have to keep doing it. Yep. And and there are seasons of life. There will be a time where more of that will be done at the same time in my house. Mm-hmm. But I do not want to live in resentment of, of my children because they live here. Right. And that's, that yeah. is genuinely a ditch I have to stay out of. Mm-hmm. So I try not to dwell on it too much and just do my best to stay on top of it and keep it a joyful, mm-hmm. beautiful place. And I'm like, if it makes them feel all cozy and delicious because there's candles burning and the floor is mopped for 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes of their childhood where they felt that way. And yeah. and you might not be able to have the big, great reset celebration, but like there's little things to celebrate. The countertops are cleaned. You get the drawer cleaned yep. out today. We grabbed a pen out of the drawer and it was broken. I said, please just throw that right into the garbage yeah. instead of putting it back in the drawer. Yep. And that was progress. Yep. So, And when in doubt, change your sheets. Just change your sheets yeah. and run your dishwasher. Small. You're going to be sure. fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We're having a great time. Uh, ladies, All right. thanks for joining us here um, on this summer edition of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast. Send us your questions so that when we sit down next week, we can make sure to answer them. Uh, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Club if you want to get those free tumblers with your first wine order. And go visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com so you can find some new design inspiration for your home. I think summer is such a great time to turn your attention to your home. We have a little bit more wiggle room without having a school schedule quite as stark. So this is a great time. Gut your room, give it a good paint job, get a new rug, feel inspired, make some plans for a new project. So much great information over there. Uh, Really quick. I got a chance to meet Emily from Toops and Company. Yes. She came to my weekend. Yes. Uh, You guys, I know you've heard us talk about Toops before. I want you to try (sighs) the Telebalm. That's going to be your gateway drug into Toops and Company. I got... Uh, went out for dinner with her, had an amazing conversation at the process she goes through to find this organic tallow for this balm. And so I want you to visit uh, tubesandco.com. And our coupon code is Homemaker Chic. You'll get 10% off your order. It's mm-hmm. a one-time 10% off. So we try to give you that coupon code from her every season. So you can just keep getting that 10% off. Try the tallow balm. Slather it all over your body mm-hmm. for summer. Mm-hmm. That is my recommendation. Well, and you know what else she does with the tallow is she makes the charcoal bar. And I'm serious. This is what I use as my face wash. This is like for my woman face. It's so good. It clears off makeup and it clears off dirt. And it's literally just charcoal, um, olive oil, and grass-fed tallow. So really, really good ingredients. Okay, ladies. Have a great week. We will be back here with you next Monday. Okay. Fabulous. Cheers. Cheers.